Welcome, 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 geeks and nerds, girls and boys, to another all-new edition of geek to me Radio. Today we are joined by Phil Lamar and Matt King, talking about their Goblins animated project they've got going on. We'll later on chat with Jim Oosley about an upcoming Christmas event right here in St. Louis, and more. Stand by. And if you are in the greater St. Louis area listening to us on 105.3 FM or 1380 AM, we thank you for tuning in. If you are streaming this online, welcome to all of you. And of course, if you're hearing this after the fact in the podcast version on iTunes, Podomatic, Google Play, or SoundCloud, we appreciate your subscribing and listening there. We're going to jump right into this with our first two guests. We are joined by Phil Lamar and Matt King. They're working on a brand new Goblins animated project. Gentlemen, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be on air with us. Well, thank you for having us. Of course. Uh, so with the, the talent you guys have lined up for this, I was looking at the, uh, Indiegogo thing you, and if anyone wants to check it out, by the way, you can just go to, if you're following Phil Lamar on Twitter, which you should be, uh, it's pinned as his top tweet right there. Uh, it takes you to the Indiegogo for goblins animated. So uh, tell us a little bit about whichever one of you want to start, uh, how this uh, came about from the goblins comic. You want to do it? Tell you want me to do it? Um, go ahead, man. Okay, so uh, about 10 years ago, I was doing a podcast called Geeks On, and uh, one of my co-hosts... Uh, Don't all just, podcasts start with geek? They should. Yeah, all the good ones that. do. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, you told me about this, uh, this webcomic called, uh, called Goblin Comic, and I went and I checked it out because I'm a big nerd. And uh, I, I just sort of stumbled into it just to see what it was about, but it's incredible. I mean, basically, it's, it's the story of sort of the first level monsters that, that every adventurer kills on their way up the, up the level ladder. And it, it's the whole story of a fantasy role-playing game told from the monster's point of view, like the, the kobolds or the goblins or whoever the lowest on the totem pole are. How do they feel about these humans coming through their village every single week and, and, and ransacking their village? And this one group of, of uh, indigenous goblins gets very sick of, of these humans doing this and, and sort of led by complaints of names, who uh, is, is their uh, ostensible leader, uh, he basically sort of goes, you know, why are we doing this? Why do we have a poorly locked chest in the center of the village filled with magical weapons? We're not doing anything about it. And, uh, and he leads the goblins out of it, and they sort of figure their way out to, um, to becoming adventurers themselves. And it, and it flips uh, things like D and D and fantasy role playing games on their heads and, and pull them apart and really 
turns it into a, a wonderful, wonderful adventure. I love the catchphrase that's there on the Indiegogo page for this. It says uh, it's basically Smurfs meets Game of Thrones. That's hilarious to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's it's, it. It's just as cute and all the violence. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so we can see a red wedding. It's just in cartoon form, right? Exactly. Absolutely. Awesome. And there are and and a lot more blood. Oh, <laughs> so with uh, with obviously you guys have a background in this kind of thing, be, uh, the animation and the, and the voiceovers and everything like that. So uh, what what came first? Did did uh, did Matt? Did you get Phil on board? Did you both kind of find it at the same time from separate ends? How did the how did this come about? Well, well Matt Hunter's the, the nexus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I, I next uh, yeah sure. He yeah, I, I just badger people until I give in. Me. Yeah, okay. Exactly. And uh, and he brought he turned me on to the comic, and then I guess he had been badgering Terrell about this, like take this, you know, this should be bigger, more people should be seeing this, and then mm-hmm. you know, and I was like, I joined in. It's like, yes, absolutely, these characters, this story, this could be a really great cartoon. Yeah. And then it all started yeah. to come together. Absolutely. I mean, Phil's the great explainer. So it was like as soon as Phil came on board, Terrell started taking me seriously. <laughs> You've been listening to me, you know, talking, you know, father him in his ear for five years. And uh, he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Phil got involved. He was like, wait a second. We should do this thing. <laughs> yeah, we should. Yeah. You know, and it, it, it's fun. I mean, because that's the thing. It's like people always ask me, it's like, do you prefer to work in animation or movies or TV or whatever? I'm like, I say I prefer to work on things that are good. To me, yeah. quality is its own genre. And when you've got something like this, when you've got a world the way that Terrell has built it and these great characters, that's a thing that draws energy to it. And that's why we were able to get, you know, all these you know, fantastic people like Billy West and Jennifer Hale and Maurice LaMarche and Steve Bloom and Tara Strong and Jim Cummings to, on board because they know that this is going to be great. Exactly. And you've got you, you just rattle off some of the names of some of these people and the, the the stuff they've worked on. Obviously, I'm sure the two of you have overlapped with them on several parts. Obviously, for example, Jennifer Hale voiced Giganta in Justice League, so Phil, you knew her from that. I'm sure you guys overlap. Yep. Um, I, I often joke that I there's this big lunchroom where all the voiceover people go and have high tea together, so you guys all interact. That's how it goes in my mind. Don't don't break the illusion for me. <laughs> it's not completely that far wrong. I mean, it's, you know when. Well, Phil and I met on uh, G.I. Joe, I think, formally, and we'd sort of seen each other at, at the restaurant before that. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we, we sort of formally, formally met on G.I. Joe, and then, uh, you know, it, all, all the rest of us sort of bumped into each other on any of the animation things. So Hang on a second. I'm going to show us children. Hang on. <laughs> all right, for all no, of you, those good. of you on 270, take a second, because he's hushing children, so just hang on a second. Exactly. No, we um we all cross over in so many different ways. I mean, Jen and I worked on Justice League together and um, Metal Gear together. Mm. Um, Billy and Maurice and I obviously worked on Futurama together. Um, and Tara and I have worked on you know Fosters and um, uh, and Samurai Jack. Yeah. You know, so you, you you're always all over the place, crossing paths with people, and you know it's not so much a restaurant as much as the same for, you know, studios in Burbank <laughs> where, you know, everybody shows up. And sometimes you run into people even when you're not working on the same thing because, you know, there are three studios and there are three different shows going on, you know. Right. I mean, I think was it last week 
know, two weeks ago, I ran into Mark Hamill, you know, right. Um, right before we launched this. And he was kind enough to to retweet some stuff about goblins for us. Did he give you any Star yeah, Wars spoilers, Phil, that you can share with us while we're on the subject? No. Uh, Mark, yeah. Mark is so funny because when, when they first relaunched it, he wasn't, he would not say. And we, and we all saw him grow the beard. We all knew what the beard was for. <laughs> I was like, hey, Mark, nice beard. What's that for? Is it, are you working on something? You know? <laughs> he. Stayed mum though. That's good. That's in his contract. Yeah. Disney Disney would probably uh, take his other hand if he if he yeah, said exactly. So Easily. we're gonna take our first break very briefly. We're gonna come back. We're talking with Matt King and Phil Lamar about Goblins Animated. You can get involved on the Kickstarter. We're gonna talk more a little bit about that as well when we come back from break. Stand by. Hey, God, Brian, what do you want to do tonight? The same thing we do every night, Pinky. Listen to Geek to Me Radio and then try to take over the world. Narf! The Pinky and the Brain. Yes, Pinky and the Brain. This segment brought to you by our premier sponsor, Discover St. Charles. That's discoverstcharles.com. And if you're going to discover St. Charles, December is a great month to do so. Christmas traditions, the biggest and the longest-running Christmas festival in the country is going on right now. Every Wednesday night, they have Krampusnacht. You can go visit the naughty characters like Krampus, Belsnickel. They've got uh, all sorts of fun in store for kids of all ages. That's on North Main. Down on South Main, they still have all the other characters you're used to seeing who you've uh, come to love over the last 43 years. This festival has gone on for 43 years. You can interact with Jack Frost, the Sugar Plum Fairy, Miko and Mikkel, the elves, and of course, international Santas from around the world. Father Christmas, Père Noel, Snegoroshka, all of the uh, the living history characters like Bob Cratchit and Tiny Tim. It's a fantastic time. It also goes Friday nights from 6 till 9 and Saturday from 11 a.m. till 9 p.m., Sundays from noon till 5 Candlelight shopping in the evenings. All the stores stay open late. It is gorgeous. If you've not had a chance to go down there, maybe take a carriage ride, do some shopping, go down with some family and friends, have dinner. It's a great, great place. And nothing says Christmas like St. Charles in December. So get down there and check them out. Plan your trip now. Check out all the other fun things there are to do. DiscoverSTCharles.com. Talking with Phil Lamar and Matt King about their Goblins animated series. They've got an Indiegogo up. I said Kickstarter when we went to break. I apologize. Uh, it is Indiegogo. And again, if you want to, is there is there the, is that the quickest way to get to the link, Phil, is just to kind of go to your well, Twitter page? Yeah, that's a great way. Or you can go to, to goblinsanimated.com, and that'll take you, the, the page uh, will take you right to uh, the Indiegogo page. Um, yep. Yeah, it's funny because there's no quick way to say da 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 dot com. Right. So right. I always I always send people straight to our, our uh, goblinsanimated.com uh, website. Yep. And looking at the Indiegogo, you guys have some great per, uh, perks on here. You're 34% funded. You still got 22 days left. Plenty of time. You guys you guys aren't sweating it right, or anything like that. This this looks like it's a doable goal. I think. Oh yeah, definitely. I think it's doable, but it's I, I always sweat until it's done. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure, sure, that makes sense. And I know some of the perks, like you've got, a, you can get if you want to uh, go buy in on this. You can get a whole set of all the eight little characters. Uh, for, it's called the whole party for 120. Uh, all the way up to Phil, you've actually you're offering a private voice coaching session 
uh, with yeah. anybody. There's there's only four of those left. One's already been claimed. So there's only four of those left. If you want to do that, um, how hard? Is, I, I would imagine when you create an Indiegogo, that's probably the hardest part is to try to come up with the perks and incentives. So who was in charge of kind of laying all that out? Did you guys collaborate? Oh, we collaborated. I mean, it, the, the, I, I ran one of these before. I, I created a, a thing called the World of Steam. And in that, we, you know, I had stuff coming off of my stuff. And so actually part of this was going, let's do less stuff. Let's, let's you know, let's do really like, because uh, like half of my stuff didn't get taken. So it was hmm. like, okay, let, let's do stuff that's really cool. That's, that's fitting to something that's about a fam- fantasy RPG. That's, that's, that's really high quality. That, that's, endemic to exactly what the the goblins animated is going to be so that that the toys the plushies the t-shirts that everything feels as high quality as the animation itself and they've even got if you want to buy in at a certain level you guys can actually get a uh, personalized recording from the cast yeah. uh that's a that's a cool thing as well i always lo- i know you, at, at comic cons i've been to that's one of the things that probably most requested especially from people like matt and phil they want to come up and hey could you please leave the outgoing message on my voicemail so that's a brilliant perk right there yeah and we're really yeah. lucky because like i said our whole cast is on board with it and you know, i mean you can you know if you're willing to donate and help support this project you could get you know t- twilight sparkle as your outgoing message <laughs> or you know yep. or you know, have that fry meme that you've always, you know, wanted right. to to create a, create yourself. So, was mm-hmm. there anybody of of the group who you've got? Uh, was there anybody who took a little bit more arm twisting than another to try to get them on board, or were they all just immediately in? No, we love the concept. All, yeah. yeah, we were all just very sort of like afraid to ask. You know, it's like, oh gosh, you know, because you're basically asking people to do what they do professionally for free. You know, but as you know, as part of the the you know process to get this built, everybody to a person was like, "Yeah, of course, absolutely, count me in." Sure, you know, yeah, let me come in and, and help you guys out. Great, and you know, and and the object is eventually when, when we're going for this mega trailer and go for the show is to pay people studio rates and actually let people be able to you know feed their families. So, you know, the thing with animation is that it's really expensive, and that was one of the things that. that <laughs> yeah discovering along the process is we've done this for a long time, but then you go in and you go, wait a second, it costs how much a minute <laughs> to, to make a guy's eye move left to right? Really? So yeah. a lot of this is a, a really steep learning curve in terms of how deeply expensive animation is and the different forms of it from 2D to, to Flash to CG and and all the way across, and then going, okay, and then we have to figure out how to how to get everybody paid for and, and uh, you know, get the top-level talent paid for. But really, the animation itself is is the most expensive part of the process. And who settled on, did you guys get to, to pick which of the characters uh, you would each voice? Was that kind of predetermined? Did, uh, did Terrell Hunt or Daniel Stevens say, I'd really like it if you were this character? How did the, uh, the process of picking who was going to be which character come about? We basically did that as we were doing the writing because uh, Matt and I adapted um, for, with Terrell in the script. And basically it was just sort of as we went, we said, because we would be reading the scenes to each other, you know, and yeah. acting them out. And then it sort of became pretty clear. It's like, okay, you're fumbles, you know. Right? <laughs> and I, yeah. And I'm complaining. That, 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 so that was super fun. That was one of the most fun parts about about doing this is when when phil and i were adapting terrell's work and 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 
you know, we'd go to Terrell or get a joke or something like that. But then we'd be just literally acting a scene back and forth. And, uh, you know, so it wasn't just the writing process of, of breaking material and figuring out where the act breaks are and, and figuring out what the escalation of the scene is, but really just sort of getting into an improv of it. It was, it was um, amazingly fun. So the, the animated, will it be a direct, like, verbatim from the goblincomics.org, or is it going to be brand new scripts? How is it a, a kind of a mix? It's all the same characters, all the same story. Obviously, things have to be adapted from one form to another, you know. So some things are moved around, but we're trying as much as possible to stay true to the comic. And that's actually one of the big reasons why we're crowdfunding this, this five-minute trailer is so, I mean, because it has such this unique tone. I mean, it's, it's got the nerdy inside joke stuff, but it's also got this amazing world building, these incredible characters, you know, internally and just their design. And even though it looks sort of, you know, kid-friendly, there's some really deep, you know, social commentary and emotional moments. So, you know, that's a lot to expect, you know, television executives to understand, you know, when you hand them a piece of paper. Yeah. So our goal is to create a piece of it that they can see and then say, now do you see what we mean? And they're like, oh, yes. You know, and it's, it's always easier to sell mm-hmm. someone a product than an idea. Sure. So the, yeah. the trailer is essentially also a pilot in a way. Mm-hmm. In a way, absolutely, yeah. It, it's a mini. It's a mini. It's sort of the best of goblins uh, that that we can that we can get in there. So you can really see the sort of the the full aspect of of what we can pull out. Because um, I, I mean, it's just a, a full pilot is is. Um, I mean, if we can get over there and we start reaching for stretch goals, maybe we can go for it again. But I mean, it's it's a pilot is expensive. Yeah. So what's the, with, with the end goal in mind, where would you see, let's say it gets fully funded, it's picked up everything. It, would this be uh, like our Cartoon Network might buy it? Would it be a, like a, because everything, a lot of stuff is on online only, which does really well. Where are you envisioning it uh, being a good fit? I mean, it could work it would be, I mean, I mean the, the, the ideal goal would be we, we fund in a big way. We show people you know, that there is a, a huge audience for this and we show them how cool it is. And then we have suitors and we can pick and choose who really gets it and who has the best platform for it. Because that's the other thing is that you, some, you have to be careful, especially with animation these days, because sometimes people will come looking for something, but not really be ready. I remember working on a show that Mike Judge had um, after King of the Hill on ABC and ABC had no other primetime animation, and more importantly, nothing to pair it with. Hmm. So they, you know, they were very supportive. It was a very good show. It was called The Good Family, but they had no, hmm. they couldn't, didn't know what to do with it. You know, so it's not enough just for people to get it or to like it or to pay you for it. They also have to be able to help you get it out there. You know, in a good way. Yeah. So and with the tonal, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Well, with the tonal shift of this show is that it can be so bright and it can be so dark. We want to make sure that whoever uh, our partners end up being, 
that they truly, tr- truly get where the show can go. Because uh, we, I mean, that was one of the early conversations uh, that we had when we were working on it was that we realized that if this was just a pitch, then very clearly goblins would get watered down. Mm. I mean, it, it immediately would get the, okay, well, well, could you have a character that really doesn't understand Dungeons and Dragons at all? So we could have <laughs> them explain what dice and, and hit points are for, and it was like, no, we don't need to do that. You don't need to dumb down the audience. And could they, have a, could they have a goblin mobile? <laughs> yeah, could they have? Yeah, and we were like, no. We, we I'm pretty sure Stan Lee that. has goblin mobile trademarked anyway. I don't think you can use yeah, it. Probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Stan's got everything trademarked. Right? Excelsior! Exactly. <laughs> so with, I guess it's a, uh, Terrell Hunt and Daniel Stevens, um, would this be something that since you guys are crowdfunding it uh, on Indiegogo, is it something that you're all going to be able to content, re- retain more creative control over, I would assume, too, going forward if someone picks it up? Is that, am I wrong there? Exactly. That's the whole you're absolutely right. Yeah. So that's good. You want to have a studio coming in and messing with your vision. That's, that's always ideal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. That, that, that yeah. is the goal. Yeah. The, the more complete a vision you can give them, the less room there is for people. Because if somebody looks at something and sees that it works, then what are they going to say? You know, but the problem with most, you know, development is you can't prove to them that it works. Mm -hmm. So their idea, you know, at the time seems just as good as your idea that you've held on to since you were a 15-year-old boy. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Exactly. So with the the D&D, and you guys mentioned there'll be little Easter eggs and references for fellow geeks and nerds out there. Um, Are we going to see like a little maybe a Stranger Things reference here or there since it's uh, (laughs) D&D? I, well, there, there's there's every reference there possibly could be in this thing. I mean, uh, and they're deep cuts. I mean, that's one of the amazing things is that, you know, one of the characters is named Minmax because that's a, you know, the, if, if you've ever played uh, D&D or any RPG, that's a, that's a trademark of a certain type of, uh, of guy who plays or girl who plays a, a character as you try to Minmax. Yeah, character. you'll you'll trade in yeah. certain aspects, yeah. like you'll trade in your... Um, intelligence to have greater strength so the guy will be incredibly strong but really dumb you know yeah <laughs> he's got and that's, and that's yeah that's who this character is he's, he's exactly that he's he's traded everything for combat and this is one of the things i love about Terrell is that he's taken things that are tropes for gamers and gone how does that actually play out for a real character so if you have a character who's traded all of this charisma for fighting ability and all of his looks and all of the rest of it. Yeah. He's got, you know, an amazing speed, but he, he, he really can't cook. And so like, <laughs> what, what does that mean? What does that mean for the character on a day to day basis? And it, and it turns incredibly funny and sometimes it turns incredibly dark. Yeah. Perfect. And uh, once again, if you want to go to uh, the Goblins animated Indiegogo, they've got the, uh, the, all the perks you can still get on there. 22 days less, so plenty of time. If you want to give a perk as a, as a uh, gift for Christmas to somebody, I'm sure you could do that as well. That'd be a perfect Absolutely. gift for somebody. Absolutely. So, yeah. That's, that's funny because, uh, yeah, we are, we are, our uh, campaign will go right up until Christmas. So, mm-hmm. all right, James, you've just given us our, our next uh, selling point. Get one yeah, for exactly. grandma. That's right. <laughs> Goblins for grandmas. I think that'll be the new hashtag. We'll put that out there. 
We're going to take another break. We'll come right back talking more with Matt King and Phil Lamar all about their Goblins animated project right after this. So stand by. Hey there. This is Tress McNeil, and you're listening to Geek to Me. And James is the cute one. <laughs> we are back, and I want to let you know if you're looking for something fun to do. We went over this uh, last week, all the cool things there are to do in St. Louis in December. One of those that you put on your calendar as a must, Tenacious Eats, upcoming event, Home Alone. Uh, TenaciousEats.com is the website. Chef Liz is a mastermind, and I mean that in every sense of the word. Uh, She knows her movies. She definitely knows her food, and she pairs them together seamlessly. You're going to go in, and you're going to see a movie. If it's the first time you've seen it, that's great. This is a perfect chance for you to see it again if you've already seen it. So no matter what you've seen it or you haven't seen it, you can't go wrong, and you're going to get an amazing five-course dinner out of it as well. She'll pause the movie. Uh, bring out the course that corresponds to the certain part of the movie she's paused at. She'll get it served. She'll start the movie again. And it's really a lot of fun. I'll be there emceeing on Saturday, December 16th. Uh, we'll play some games, some interactive trivia and stuff. It's a lot of fun. They don't call it full contact dining for just any old reason. It's because it is full contact dining. You're going to laugh. You're going to have a great time. They can accommodate a large group. So if you've got several people who want to come, families in town for the holidays, this is a great way to bring them out and have some fun. TenaciousEats.com. Check that out. You can get the link right there to buy tickets. I think it's selling out very quickly. It is close to being sold out, if I'm not mistaken. So if you do have a party, if you do have some people who want to come and see this, get your tickets now. These events have sold out. The last three events sold out. You can also check out those previous events Check out the menu, check out the movies they've done, and you can send her a nice email and say thank you if you've been to an event previously. TenaciousEats.com, very, very proud to have them as a sponsor of geek to me Radio. We've been talking with Phil Lamar and Matt King about the Goblins animated project. If you want to be part of this, if you want to grab a hold of one of these cool perks, you can go to, uh, I guess the easiest way we decided was Phil's Twitter page, at Phil Lamar, his pinned tweet has a link that'll take you right to the Indiegogo, and you can jump in there. Uh, it'll tell you all about Matt. It'll tell you all about Phil, in case you don't know who they are, all the perks you can get. And uh, we were talking there during the break, and uh, Matt thought it'd be a good idea for those of you uh, uneducated masses who don't know some of the uh, <laughs> awesome talent who you guys have lined up. Uh, Jim Cummings, Darkwing Duck, I will tell you what, probably my favorite part of the Disney afternoon. Uh, <laughs> and you've got Jim Cummings. Jim Cummings. Yeah, Jim. Jimmy I mean, he's playing, winning. Um, he's winning the Pooh. Uh, Jim, Jim's amazing. Jim's nuts. He can do anything. Kigger, Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. You know, what's that? What's the character's name from Princess and the Frog? The, the little dragonfly. Oh you know, yeah. Uh, Remy. Yeah, he's he's a, Remy? yeah. Remy, something like that. Yeah, he's nuts. I mean, he just he just switches. I mean, that was one of the things going in here. Is is I've done a lot of work. I've been on GI Joe. I've been on Transformers. Been on a bunch, but it, it's. Funny, because you get into the room with Phil and with with Billy West and and, and, and Maurice and, and and Jim and Jen, and you go, oh, okay, there's a there's another level here. I didn't realize there was another <laughs> level. Because uh, you yeah. know, like Billy Billy was sitting, and Billy's you know he's Fry on Futurama and and everything else, and he's Ren and Stimpy. Uh, yeah, Ren and, and Stimpy. And, Ren and Stimpy, and then and then Billy sits there and he goes, you know, I was just thinking about. About what it's like to, to what if a blind guy was listening to a basketball game? 
and then he starts doing it. And he'll start, he'll start doing it. Like, and you're like, oh, yeah, that does sound like the shoes. Yeah, oh, okay. And yeah, that's the ball. That's, yeah, that's, okay, that's the scoreboard. Yeah, that's, that, that's, a, that's a blind guy listening to a, base, for a basketball game. That's incredible. And, and yeah. he did the whole thing. I mean, he blew my mind. And I'm like, what kind of brain just sits in a room and, like, works those sounds until it's dead on? I mean. <laughs> You're running Stimpy. I mean, that was what you can tell who's a good person or not, but I, if you try to sell them rubber nipples and they get what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And uh, so, yeah, you got Billy, you've got Jim, you've got, uh, we talked a little bit earlier about Jennifer Hale. If you look at her IMDb page, my goodness, all the things she's been in. Yeah, it just runs. And she actually held the Guinness Book of World Records record for uh, the woman in the most uh, video, with the most video game roles. Really? Yeah, she's in the Guinness Book. And the the person with the the Guinness Record for the most male roles is also in our show, Steve Bloom, who is, of course... Wolverine, the best there is. Wolverine, he's Spike Spiegel from from Cowboy Bebop. So I mean, these are these are iconic characters. And then you know Maurice, Maurice was the one that I think got me because because he hit me right in my childhood. And that's one of the hashtags we've been using a lot because his voices of your childhood because they really are. Because Maurice is not only is he the brain from Pinky and the Brain, uh, not only is he every Orson Welles thing that that you ever hear. But he's the voice of Toucan Sam. Um, and hearing him, hearing him go, follow your nose, it was just like, it completely sent me back to Saturday morning. And then he was also Egon Spengler on The Real Ghostbusters. Yes. And that was like my addictive TV show at 3.30 p.m. every day. So, you know, I, uh, I was just, I was like, oh, yeah. I had my own little geek moment when, when uh when we were recording, I, I was very yeah, spoiled as a kid. I made sure my mom, I didn't want to walk home from school. I made my mom pick me up so I'd get home in time to watch real Ghostbusters on, on TV. <laughs> I, I had I had the Ecto-1. I had the Firehouse playset. I was I was an incredibly spoiled child, mostly because I was picked on and uh, shoved in my locker a lot. So my mom like, oh, here, honey, have a, have a Ghostbusters proton yep. pack. Still some of the best, I would say still, that, that show still had some of the best plot lines they ran out. And I was like, that's why I was so upset at like Ghostbusters number two and and the most recent one because I was like you could pick from a hat any <laughs> random episode of the, the animated TV show and just extend it out and it would have been better. It's like <laughs> right, on, right. And I think uh, I'm not familiar with this person, Tara Strong. Who's she? Uh, yeah, she's done nothing. <laughs> she's she's, she's nothing a newcomer, wrong. right? She's done a couple of Rugrats to My Little Pony to this last season we did of Samurai Jack. I mean, yeah. I've been with Tara for well over a decade, and I saw her do things in this season that I didn't know she could do, you know, just yeah. expand my, my, my knowledge of her talent. You know, she's incredible. And I love following her on Twitter, too, because she is such a uh, a fan of the fans. I mean, she constantly yeah. tweets out stuff and puts out stuff there that she knows the fans are going to like, and she's a huge amount of fun. Yeah. 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 
So is there anybody? So the, this cast is set. Do you do you envision any? Uh, let's. I'm sure it's going to get picked up. I'm going to say right now this is going to happen. Um, do you envision any guest starring roles? And uh, for either, we'll start with Matt. Who would be uh, an ideal person who you don't have right now in the cast that you'd like to have bring on in guest star? Well, we no, no spoilers. We just there are also some people we haven't announced yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. So we, we get, so we actually have a few uh, mysteries that are coming down the line, and we'll, we'll, we're going to peg those to percentage goals so that when we make them and and get out, we'll, we'll be revealing some some more really big names that are just as much voices of your childhood. But today we released that that you know one of my favorite geeks in the entire world is Chloe Dykstra, and uh, she's going to be. She's going to be coming out to do some voices for us as well. Very cool. All right. Well, I, I reject the question then because I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to cause any spoilers and mess up your uh, Indiegogo. Yeah. Who would I love? Uh, who would be a great? There are some. I mean, as amazing as the people we've announced are, there's still a couple more really like mind blowing uh, folks to come. Oh. Well, Sylvester Stallone. I'd love for Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, you know who I'd really love is as a guest star. Actually, if we, if we could ever get him, I would love. It was Vin Diesel because oh, yeah. he's a big nerd. He's such a nerd. And uh, when he did Matt Mercer's, who's who's also a voice on this, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Overwatch, critical role, uh, right? Critical role, right? You know, yeah, he did a critical role, and he really let his geek flag fly. And it was so neat to see him not do the Diesel persona, but to do like. Vin the Geek, and it was, I, I, I really would, I, I wish I could see more of that, and so, yeah, that, that's who I would want on the show, that's who I'd want, I'd want Vin Diesel to come and be a big nerd. Well, Matt, if he hasn't changed yep. his Twitter handle to Vin the Geek now, I don't know what to tell you, I think yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a perfect handle. Well, guys, I appreciate your taking the time to be on air with us and talk about this, I'm excited for it, and I'm, uh, anyone, I'll put a link up, uh, on my page as well on Facebook and Twitter so that we make sure we get this thing fully funded for you guys. You're already 34% of the way there. Uh, I expect more. And once, like you said, you hit those percentages. Just for people who maybe you're kind of, well, I kind of want to do it. If anything else, let's see who else they're going to bring on as the guest role. So get on the Indiegogo page. Go to uh, Phil Lamar on Twitter and hit that yep, link. And you uh, said, Phil Lamar, all one word. Two L's in the middle, two R's on the end. And uh, perfect, and we'll we'll get uh, we'll get this funded for you guys. I think it's gonna be excited. I'm I'm anxious to see where you go with this. And thank you both for taking time out of your day to be on air with us. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Take care. There they go. We're gonna be right back talking to Jim Oosley about an upcoming event right here in Christmas for St. Louis. After this message, so stand by. Hey, this is Phil Lamar. Homies, Conrad! The samurai known as Jack. And you're listening to geek to me Radio. And we are back. We are now joined by someone who's almost a regular on the show, Jim Oosley. We had him on before <laughs> talking about the Dead Palace, uh, which has been phenomenally successful, what you guys have done on that. And Jim has a brand new, if you're, if you're maybe you're not a Halloween person, maybe you're more of a Christmas person, Jim has all of your holiday bases covered. Jim, thanks for being on air. <laughs> thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. So you have a, uh, an event. Uh, we were talking last week on the show about all the upcoming things there are to do in December in St. Louis, and now you've given us another cool event on Saturday, December 16th at the Grandel at 2 o'clock. Tell us a little bit about this. Yeah, this is going to be, uh, it's called Joyful Noise. It's a holiday rock concert, basically, and uh, all the proceeds are benefiting Metro Theater Company, which is uh, I'm really passionate about because 
Metro Theater Company does such good work with the youth in our community. They're kind of like a beacon of art and creativity, and uh, they just do such a good job. So the, the concert is going to be at 2 o'clock, and uh, we're playing all kinds of stuff, like stuff by Nora Jones and U2, all holiday songs that the, the whole family can enjoy. And then following the concert, which is like an hour and 20 minutes or so, something around there, we're going to have a comic book release party. Um, I actually wrote a holiday anthology called Joyful Noise, Tales from the Season. And sales from that book will also benefit Metro Theater. And uh, it's going to be a really cool event, part concert, part Comic-Con. So tell us a little bit about the comic itself. What what type of what goes into a holiday anthology? Is this like a uh, uh, kind of a Santa Claus type of theme, or what what's what's involved in the comic? Well, you know what's interesting is that growing up, I used to love like when DC or Marvel would put out a holiday comic. You know, mm. I used to love that stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, but it was always Batman and Superman, or not, sorry, Batman and, and Santa Claus, or Superman and Santa Claus. And I really wanted to. I kind of felt like when it came to the holidays and, and comic book anthologies that there was kind of something missing you know nothing really spoke to sort of common people how they can become superheroes in in their own lives you know and i and the idea that the holidays don't mean the same thing to all of us you know sometimes the holidays aren't kind to some people you know so there's three stories one's called the uh the christmas victrola that i did uh brian atkins did the artwork for that one and it's about how a uh an interracial couple and they're they're an older couple how uh, her father didn't like the man that she married because of the color of his skin. And uh, one Christmas Eve, he finds out a way to um, sort of make her holidays good again forevermore. And it's a really sweet, heartwarming story. Um, There's also a story called Good King's Big and Bowie Swing. And it's about uh, a gal who's sort of down on her luck, and she's watching VH1. And uh, the Bing Crosby David Bowie little drummer boy piece on earth video comes on and essentially what happens is they come out of the tv and take her on an adventure around the city that shows her or helps her recognize her own true worth hmm. and uh, her way in life and uh it's a really funny story that involves like um all kinds of people icons from your favorite holiday films they kind of populate this world and uh the last story uh the third story is called uh, jody and dumont's uh cosmic quantica and that's a story about two kids uh, being left uh, waiting for their parents at Metro Theater, and they have an adventure of the imagination, and they discover and learn more about each other's holidays and the world at large, and it's a really fun kind of rollicking adventure, if you will. So I'm really proud of the book, and all, every story is introed by Krampus. Oh, nice. favorite holiday demon. So I, I have a very warm place book, in yeah. my heart for Krampus. Well, then you'll like this book. I'll make sure I'll get you a copy, too. That'd be great. Thanks. And uh, so there's the concert beforehand and then the comic release party. And you said it's obviously it's an all-ages thing. Uh, now, you, obviously, we know you're also a musician, so you'll be playing, and then you'll also be uh, get, doing the comic book that you, you've written, correct? Right. Yep. I'll be playing the show with uh, with the guys, and uh, it's a great bunch of musicians. Some of the musicians from Lofer Pedro, which is a kind of a popular band here in St. Louis, and then right after the show, following the show, is the comic book release party. And we'll have uh, Ink and Drink comics artist uh, Carlos Gabriel Ruiz, uh, Jesse Quee, uh, Benjamin Sawyer, Jim Mosley, and Brandon Daniels, and Steve Higgins, who all did artwork and editing on the book. And they'll find the book, and they'll be sketching for people, and you can check out their other books as well. And it's just going to be a really great, unique time for the whole family. 
That's very cool because there's all sorts of things. People, I was saying on the show last week, don't let the holidays depress you. There's all sorts of fun things to do, and this needs yeah. to be on your calendar. So it's Saturday, December 16th, 2 o'clock at the Grandel, which is a fantastic venue. I love the Grandel. I just saw Evil Dead musical tour came through there. And it's, oh, uh, nice. yeah, it's, it's such place. an awesome place to uh, play. So I can imagine that that's only going uh, to help with things. So if people want to get tickets, uh, what's the easiest way for them to grab those? Uh, best way to do it is go to metrotix.com, and uh, you can find Joyful Noise on Facebook, and we always post information and, and new, uh, new stuff on there as well. So either place is good. All right, perfect. And we'll have a link uh, to the Metrotix uh, link up on our Twitter and our Facebook if any of you listeners want to head over there and grab your tickets. Jim Oosley, thank you so much for being on air. I'm excited, and best of luck and good holiday wishes to you. Thank you, my friend. Happy holidays. You too. Take care. There he goes, Jim Oosley. We're going to come back and wrap it up with a little bit more right after this, so stand by. Hi, I'm Becky Taylor Klaus from Voltron. I play Pidge, and you're listening to Geek to Me Radio. And we are back. Wrapping everything up, my thanks once again to Phil Lamar and Matt King from Goblins Animated and, of course, to Jim Oosley for coming on air with us as well. We just heard Bex Taylor-Klaus there, the voice of Voltron. Uh, they mentioned her as uh, one of the people they were fond of. I wonder if she might be one of those guest stars. I don't know. We'll see. But before we let you go, I got to make sure you guys are taking care for Christmas. You're, you need a gift idea. Popcorn Buddha USA because Giving someone an edible gift is perfect. You're not going to have to worry about whether or not they'll like it. Will they wear that sweater? Will that knickknack go in the closet and not displayed on their shelf? Get him popcorn. PopcornBoodooUSA.com for a limited time. He has his seven holiday flavors up there, giving you a total of 92 flavors from which to choose. Joey, have you gotten, uh, have you, have you ordered any popcorn from them yet? I have not, but that's because it's December now, and I'm just now realizing I'm going to be going to these Christmas parties where there's going to be a ton of people around, and I, I think having like a, a big combo pack of popcorn would be the perfect like party starter, getting people exactly. Going. So you still have that coupon code, yeah. Okay. Coupon code. If you're listening right now, go to their website, popcornboatusa.com. After you've added everything to your cart, put the coupon code Geek G E E K, and it will take fifteen percent off your subtotal. Something that Craig has done just for our listeners. That's very kind of him. And uh, like like Joey was saying, if you're going to a party, a holiday party, you don't want to bring chips and dip or something boring or, oh, I made fruitcake and get kicked out of the party. No, no. Bring them some dark chocolate raspberry popcorn or some Philly cheesesteak popcorn, something that no one's had before, something new, something exciting. Liven the party up. And just use that coupon code GEEK, 15% off your subtotal. I can't recommend highly enough the Cajun Bacon Ranch Popcorn. It is absolutely amazing. Candy cane flavor for the Christmas uh, parties. They've got white chocolate cinnamon, but one of their specialty Christmas recipes. Not a bad one to be had out of the flavors I've tried. So if you are a popcorn fan, if you want to give that gift for the holiday season, you're looking for something unique to bring to a party, Popcorn Buddha USA has you covered check them out we're very happy to have them as our brand new sponsor we will be back next week bringing you the best of the world of geek make sure you're following us on twitter and instagram at geek to me radio and check us out on facebook.com slash geek to me radio until next week my friends
Goblin Realm, good night!